Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Go Blues Stew. I am your host, Stuart Douglas. Today with me, special guest, Andy Cast. Andy, thank you for coming on today. Thanks, Stu. The tables have been turned. Yes, they have been turned. It's, it's funny now to do this. Jeff suggested that I get you guys some other media guys, and I was like, oh, this is this is awkward. This is different. But it, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. You were always uh, very accommodating, so I appreciate that. Yeah, good. I like that. Okay, that's. A, I'll take that. My mom would be very proud of me for that. Yes. So you said you watched a little bit of the the UM game. Um, I watched basically all of it and then rewatched it again. It was very impressive. You know, I kind of want to jump into a more general uh, view of Michigan, and I think. Tell me if I'm wrong that this Michigan team, how they're playing right now and talent wise, is a tournament team, but their resume is not. Is that wrong? Uh, no, I. I, I... I actually think that, and over this weekend, uh, we're putting together one more bracket after the top 16 reveal on Saturday, that um, my feeling is they're in hmm. at this moment in time. Uh, because one thing we have to view, and I know you know this too, but people maybe don't always grasp this, is that you have to take each team in comparison to the greater picture here. And so, um, other teams have to go up and grab a spot from a Michigan, for example. Yep. And then you have to say, okay, what has Michigan done versus, you know, a St. Bonaventure or a VCU uh, or, you know, an Oregon or something like that. And in the recent past, uh, Michigan, I think, has better wins. Um, and that's the way I kind of look at Rutgers as well in the Big Ten, that Rutgers has some bad losses. No question about it. You can't erase them. But they've made up for a lot of that by winning four ranked games in a row, yeah. uh, six quad one wins. Uh, and so with Michigan, you know, beating Iowa on the road was a significant win for them uh, because it was another indication because they all also have that at Indiana win, you know, and road wins are, you know, they're like, uh, you know, Willy Wonka, uh, you know, golden tickets. Yeah. And when you get them, uh, to me, that puts you ahead of other teams. Uh, when you can get those kind of road wins. So at this moment in time, yes, they pass the eye test, but they also, I think, have the resume in comparison to other like-minded teams to be in. That's that's good to hear because everyone's been concerned about the wins. And, you know, I, I, I think I take it back to now the how big they won against Purdue. Does that weigh, like how much does that weigh, that that margin of victory for you? Well, it's significant. I mean, to me, I had it as the most significant win last week. And you could argue one of the biggest wins of the season in the Big Ten. Mm. Uh, I was doing that for the Big Ten Network. I mean, you know, I know on a Purdue side, they'll say, well, look, you know, we were tired. That was a rescheduled game. Yeah. They played Illinois two days before. And those are all legitimate excuses, but not to get run out. Um, I mean, they were just blasted. And that was, see, that's another thing. See, you know, I'm not on the committee. But to me, you know, how do you perform at your best against like-minded competition? Mm. And, you know, Michigan recently has shown at their best, they can beat anybody uh, because they're going against some of the better teams in the country, obviously, in their league. Now, at their worst, earlier in the season, yeah. they were really bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they got blown out in the second halves against Arizona, North Carolina. Um, I know I'm missing one other. Um, uh, there was one other loss they had that 
mean, UCF was not good. Yeah, but that was not a blowout. There was another no, one. I'm, yeah, I'm, there was another blowout. I can't remember either. Anyway, you know, um, so when they when things went south on them, they went really south. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, in theory now, like the Minnesota home loss does not look good, um, you know, in, in the big picture. Um, so, you know, overall, the body of work, you would say, eh, not really, but. I, I'm I'm more of a what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And have you beaten the better teams now? Have you been more consistent? And that's what we have seen lately. Um, because even the Penn State game, I think a month ago, six weeks ago, they lose that game. Yeah. Um, but they found a way to win it on the road. And so that was another road win. And you think about okay, other teams have not gone into Penn State and won. You know, other teams have lost at Penn State recently. Iowa being one of them, uh, Michigan State being another. Um, well, that was the other one. Yeah, Michigan State absolutely blew out Michigan. You know, it, you know, toward the second half. Yeah. So, um, look, I, I think Michigan has figured it out. I also think they're one of these teams. I actually think Michigan and Rutgers, and, and I'm hoping Ron Harper Jr. is going to be healthy enough. We just don't know yet. Mm. But those two teams feel like to me two teams that'll be in the back part of the bracket, but are going to be playing their best basketball and could get to the sweet 16, you know, like that, you know, whereas the other teams maybe have peaked and, and are starting to come down a little. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of feel like Michigan and Rutgers out of the big 10 are two teams. I will not be shocked at all if they're healthy, if they're playing in that second weekend. I wanted to ask you about that because it's, it's been crazy to watch the big 10 this year, and especially watching some of these teams plateau overall big picture of the tournament is there a team can Purdue do it is Wisconsin capable they've shown a lot of you know dents in their armor can they make a run like are they likely to make a run in the tournament or are we seeing their flaws and like you know now they're they're coming back down to earth a little bit so I go back and forth on this with Purdue you know it's strange how poor their defense is it's just not a Purdue thing yeah, and yet weird. they're one of the worst defensive teams efficiency wise in the big 10. And so you'd say, well, okay, you know, how can they do that? How can they advance? Then I catch myself. So wait a minute, a, no other team in the country has that tandem of bigs when those guys are out of foul, when they're not in foul trouble. So that's a huge plus for them. And then they've got a player who can literally just take over the game and Jaden yeah. Ivy. Now he has not played as well last couple of games and maybe he's tired. Um, it is sort of the February wall that, as you know, you yeah. know better than I do, yeah. that people hit for various reasons, just the exhaustion of the season. Um, and then you sort of get new life in March. Um, so that's the plus for them. And I love the fact they've got these spot shooters like Sasha Stefanovic and Eric Hunter, who's playing much better. Mm -hmm. uh, I am concerned because I've seen them in person multiple times this season. that pressure does bother them uh and that's another issue depending on as you know it's all about matchups and it depends who they go against yes uh, for wisconsin they have literally you know one of the three best players in the country and that's why they could go all the way to new orleans i mean he literally could carry them we saw that against indiana uh at the end of the game i mean he just took over yeah. and made play after play after play and that was the difference between johnny davis and trace jackson davis First off, his teammates knew that, 
Uh, I know this is not an Indiana slant podcast here, but well, I, sometimes I, it is. So we're going to get okay. there eventually. <laughs> I was just befuddled by not necessarily, you know, Mike Woodson and the staff, but more of the teammates. I mean, you've been in this position. I don't understand. It's selfish, really. I mean, if you've got the best player on your team, how he doesn't touch the basketball in the last couple of minutes and you don't defer to him. Yeah. And you try to play hero ball. See, that was the difference when I looked at Wisconsin versus Indiana. Everyone in Wisconsin knew Johnny Davis has got to take these shots. And right. we're going to ride and fall, rise and fall on Johnny Davis. And he's okay with that, with that kind of pressure. And if maybe Brad Davison's open for a spot, fine, for a spot three. But Indiana was like, no, 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 we're all going to try to do it. And they failed miserably at it. And I, I don't get that. Now, and, and, and TJD can create, but not as well, obviously, as Johnny. He's bigger, but he still needs to have the basketball. And, uh, you know, so with Michigan circling back, um, you know, for them to reach their potential, then they need, obviously, Caleb Houston. And, and look, you know, I think we've, we're all um, guilty of this with freshmen, you know, yes. that we take, that we build up these people too high and they're only 18 years old. Um, and that's probably not fair because we've been spoiled by these one and done players who come in and they're just great right away. Yep. And I feel like Caleb Houston has had sort of a natural freshman year. He's had some good games, so had some down and that's okay. But you know, the expectations are all oh, you got to get yours and get on. And, um, but he's had a normal and Devonte Jones, you know, comes in with all this hype from Coastal Carolina. But you know what? Sorry, it is Coastal Carolina. There's a reason you're there. And I think Michigan fans were also spoiled by Mike Smith and Duncan Robinson because yeah. that just yeah. doesn't happen that often. No. I mean, Mike Smith comes in from Columbia and it was like the perfect point guard for that team as a distributor. Didn't try to do too much, picked his spots and it worked. And Duncan Robinson is just a total anomaly. To go from Williams D three to yeah. you know starter leading you know Michigan and then ultimately you know to you know Breaking major records. contributor in the NBA yeah so Devontae Jones and Caleb Houston um, are sort of normal transfer freshmen and then Musa Diabate same thing he had a great game against Iowa and it's February and that's good that's great but you know what he shouldn't have expected to have like all these great games all a row. That's normal, especially for a big to come in as a freshman. You don't expect them to be great right away. Yep. No, it's, it's fun to watch, especially Michigan's defense the last three or four games where they're not losing shooters. They're not losing guys on rotations. They're, they're making those rotations. And I've always said that it takes one guy to screw up a rotation and your defense is done. And so Caleb was doing that a lot of times and Musa sometimes as well. And now they're figuring it out. They're learning. And it's, you know, February. But, like, that's what happens when you're a freshman and you get thrown into the fire and you got to play offense. you got to score. you got to – everyone's worried about what – are you going to be here next year? Yada, yada, yada. Like, it's never ending for those guys. So, it's been fun to watch the progression. And, that, and to Devontae's point, you know, the Mike Smith comparison, I think it was um, – I can't remember who did it. UM Hoops, they did a comparison about stats. And – Devontae's stats have been very similar, but it wasn't the same feel until, for me, the last few games where, like, Devontae, at the end of the game at Iowa, 
give me the ball. I got the ball. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're slumping a little bit. They're making a little comeback. Give me the ball. I'm going to run the offense. And that was huge. Just before, I don't think he would have had that, that type of confidence. And, you know, what but do I you also see- would say, Stu, that, you know, in a weird way, Mike had an easier time because he had a very defined role. Yeah. Plus you got you know livers I mean? and yes. and uh, Mo or, um, I mean, cause Devontae's this combo, yeah. you know, and he's a combo. Whereas Mike Smith, you are the playmaker. You're yeah. the point guard. Very defined. Yeah. It's, it's very true. They're very different roles as well. And we always, this is the problem with college hoops is like one guy leaves and then you want to plug in someone in the exact same successful role. And it's like, that guy's totally different. Like, Caleb is not Isaiah Livers and he never will be. And they will be very different forever, but it's interesting to watch them the last few games. You know, I'm not going to hold you to the highest standard because you have to watch so much basketball, but they have now shortened their rotation drastically. And it is just basically five and a half, maybe six guys playing, you know, and they, and they've, they've shortened their list of plays. Like it's like, we're going to post up and go from there and then run some sets. You know, what have you seen that you've really liked uh, maybe maybe a difference in play or so, certain types of players coming up, coming alive from the beginning to, till now, like that where you say, okay, this is a tournament team. What makes you say that from a player standpoint? Well, first, like with Hunter, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that, that the personnel around someone, you know, really help shape who they are. And unless you're absolutely just an elite guy, you could do anything, you know, on your own. And I don't think everyone appreciated enough how much Mike Smith, Isaiah Livers um, helped Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, And also, yes, he was highly recruited, but he also didn't have as much hype coming in last season. Then bam, here he is one of the best bigs in the country as a freshman right off the bat. Uh, And so, you know, I think this was a little different this year when you lose those veterans guys that I think helped you know put him in 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 positive positions Mm -hmm. and so it just took a little while um you know the COVID thing didn't help um that obviously derailed him for a little bit uh so and then then he you know clearly he is playing his best basketball at the right time yeah Eli Brooks also um I think has shown great leadership and is playing better now later but I Earlier in the season, I remember talking to him at Big Ten Media Day. You know, there was this expectation he was going to be like literally first team All Big Ten. And that probably wasn't fair. He wasn't named first team All Big Ten, but like this expectation, like, oh, it's his turn. And, you know, to me, he is, and this is not a knock. I mean, like, he's the ultimate sort of like a, a great glue guy. He can do a little bit of something for you, good leader, but I don't need him or I shouldn't need him to go out and give me 20. Yeah. I get 20 from him. That's great. But, I shouldn't expect that because he can do all these other little things as well as just be a verbal vocal leader. Uh, but those guys are playing better. And it just feels like Juwan and the staff from outside, um, uh, they're actually one of the few teams I have not seen in person this season. I'll see them obviously at the tournament, at the Big Ten tournament. Um, but I've watched a ton of their games because I've been in studio obviously all the time. But, um, you know, it feels like he's, like you said, he's got a better grasp on this team um mm-hmm. that he maybe had earlier in the season yeah no it's fun to watch Juwan for sure because it's an evolution for him last year again you you realize like how good they are when they leave all those players so it's been fun to watch him have to adjust to a whole different team freshmen guys making mistakes 
Um, it's really good. And, 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 you know, you know, college fans. So I had to hear it at the beginning of the season, like what's going on the coaching sucks. And like, yeah, okay. Like wasn't great, but give it time. Like it'll, everything will be fine. Like we, we hire people to be smart, not like to have all the answers all the time. So it's well, and the other thing I'll tell you, Stu, is that this year, uh, like I, I have not talked to Juwan about this, but I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if, you know, he was, he's never been used to losing he's never really lost they obviously had great success with the heat and i have to believe like he was knocked back a little by those margins in the second halves in some of those big games yeah um because it was just so stunning and and we just didn't expect that in the combination of a beeline Juwan howard era uh to get blown out like that in yeah. big games and I, I i just have to believe it was like okay what's going on here uh, let me reset, let me re- refocus and reset. Like, what are we doing? Because mm-hmm. something's just clearly not working. Yeah, no, it was interesting watching the Arizona game. And I remember they played like 10, 11 guys. And I was like, this is not, this is not normal. I know Iowa does it, but I don't, I, I don't agree with it, but it wasn't normal. And you see them kind of just throwing things at the wall, seeing what was going to stick. And eventually you kind of figure it out. You just dwindle it down and it figures itself out. But before we get you out of here, I know you're a busy man. I really appreciate the time. I did say that sometimes it's a bit of an IU slant. I, I, you know, I grew up hating IU. Okay. So tell me that IU is not going to make it into the tournament this year. Everyone here. I'm not going to tell you they're definitely not going to make it. I will tell you that, (laughs) um, you know, as of this moment in time, I think they're hanging by a thread. Yeah. Uh, You know, this weekend we're going to have the top 16 reveal and I would say they're 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 closer to the first four versus and and maybe out than in. Hmm. Um, and can they change that? Of course. I mean, as I mentioned, Rutgers. Rutgers has changed its narrative, but Indiana has lost now multiple home games that they could have won. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't expect them to win at Ohio State. I don't expect them to win at Purdue. So that leaves three games in the middle that they're going to have to do something with, and that's home Maryland, home Minnesota, and and um and home Rutgers so you know those are three pretty must wins yeah uh if they don't get them they're gonna have to do something in the tournament and this will just be very disappointing if Trace Jackson Davis doesn't get into the NCAA tournament uh he's kind of player that you would hope would have been in the NCAA tournament and um you know certainly uh Mike Woodson and the staff uh, I thought they did the right things going into the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just think some of their players have let them down. We questioned some of the decisions at times, but for the most part, it's still in front of them. Uh, but uh, they're in, they're in uh, definitely, uh, you know, sense of urgency mode beginning now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I do take too much pleasure in some of their losses, but I will say Mike Woodson he seems like the right guy. And I think it'll be fun to watch them uh, in, the, in the years to come. And, you know, especially against Michigan, those battles, I think, I think it'll be fun. I think it was the right choice and they'll be, they'll be fine down the road, but you know how it is was we'll sound the alarms freak out. Now, you know, we made the wrong decision. So yes. Andy, I really appreciate it. Um, you are crazy busy. So I, I really do appreciate you taking the time and, you know, maybe we can get you down the road closer to the NCAA tournament, get you back on from there at 20, 30 minutes. All right. Great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.